Hey, this is Brian Durgan here, host of Full Belly Laughs, and you are listening to the BS Podcast Network. Every time I look in the crowd to find Mickey, he's staring right at me. <laughs> Hurry up and pee, dog. Shit. Go over the toilet. Stick your cunt out. Squat. Now squeeze. Squat. Now squeeze. Why am I squeezing? There's no squeeze. Squeeze your bladder. Squeeze your bladder. <laughs> squeeze your bladder. That's how I pee. Shit. I pull my cunt out and then I squeeze. <laughs> the one that's not the asshole? It's like rare, like holographic and shit. Girthy vaginas. Also claimed they have been chased by a black man in black. Hello everybody, welcome to Drop and Lunch. Like always, I'm Milky Way. And I'm Pouch. And Paco. It's a complete opposite of uh, last week. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> normally, and I'm Pouch. Yeah, last episode I screamed it into the microphone. Probably, some people probably still hate you. Maybe we lost some listeners because of that. <laughs> Can we do it over? Why? Because it was lame. Who, you? you? Oh, both of us. I did it intentionally, you were lame. Yeah. And... Paco, I like how even though we introduced Paco, we decided to just talk about you instead. Yeah, because I was intentionally being an asshole <laughs> and like speaking softly into the microphone as opposed to last time when I shouted into the mic. Softly, that's how she, she always is just like. Talk and I'm pouch. You even hurt my ear, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> so what? What has what's Paco been up to? I'm drawing Godzilla. Since pa- um, Paco has been around in uh, what I don't know, at least a month. I'm really. Guessing. Did I talk about Spooky? No. That's what we were supposed to have you on last week to talk about Spooky. Oh, yeah. Well, I went to Spooky. It was lit. What's Spooky? <laughs> uh, I went to a horror convention called Spooky Empire. You guys, we talk about this at least twice a year, every year, since you guys started going. I'm pretty sure whoever's listening to this knows what Spooky is by now. And it was you gotta think like Stan Lee. <clears throat> Stan Lee says every, any, every comic book is somebody's a, first comic yeah. book. Spooky Empire is a horror, horror convention. <laughs> I just said that. that. Why are you repeating? Yeah. Because I didn't hear you. That's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a lot of things happen. Uh, one of my favorite things was that Milky here invited his younger brother that looks older than him. And um, his younger brother never knew what a gimp was until he went to this event. Max. He was a little bit like out of place, I Do would you say. Think he's a little a- bit. Do you think he, he's, he's been kind of sheltered, huh? Not really. Not really? Not really. really. He knows about things that even sometimes we don't know about, but I guess he just never knew what a gimp was. Okay. Yeah, and and he... his first time finding out what it was was meeting one that was that had, like, a gimp mask, but it was, like, it looked like a dog's gimp Yeah, mask. like at the after party or whatever. There was, I mean, there was a Corey, gimp yeah, walking he's around. A cool, was he full-on cool cool gimp attire? Or yeah, just yeah, yeah full, like, completely. Like leather, like, bodysuit and shit? Everything. not leather, but yes. Yeah, that fake leather yeah, shit. Yeah, the pl- pleather or whatever. Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's a... Uh, Latex. No. I don't know. What the fuck? What is it then? Since you know exactly the which fucking, body suit it is. It's like a condom-like material all over his body. Whatever. But it doesn't black. matter. But yeah. Yeah. Well, since you know what it is, what is it? it it's a P word. Poly... Uh, poly, poly... Polyurethane? Polyester? Cotton? 100% cotton? <laughs> it's fucking... It doesn't matter. It doesn't it matter. Right. It's, it's just say it's shiny, pleather. shiny, glossy fucking uh, yeah. a body suit that's really hard to breathe in, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd imagine. <laughs> they uh, 
they uh, what you might call them need special lube to squeeze into those kind of outfits. Oh, yeah, I guess. What do you mean you guess? Okay, when you I guess say, I don't know. When you say that he knows about stuff that you guys don't know about, enlighten me. What does he know about that you guys don't know about? Like I'm curious. He's the one that told us about Matt Hardy. And his broken oh, brilliance. That doesn't count. <laughs> Come on. No, but just just in general, like I can't pick things out of the top of my head. I just know. There's certain things like based on his likings, there's certain things that he hasn't been that he hasn't come across of. Like, we're all big fans like of movies like um Pulp Fiction and shit like that. Most of us, me, when I was really young, that's how I found out what the fuck a gimp was because it showed up in Pulp Fiction. And he's never really watched some of those movies, no, just because he's he's a, he's a lot younger. You know, he was born in nineteen ninety five. Well, there's younger gimps than him. Yeah, but but <laughs> they just get into it, and then he's always liked different shit. You know, he's always geared towards so the pop the, stuff. But you, you don't know? think he's you don't think he's sheltered. You don't think he's vanilla. No, no, okay. no, no not at all. Sheltered. No, okay. not no. At all. He's just, and he's he mo- just has different interests, man. He's more of he's more of like like a prep like a preppy. Like anime nerd, which is weird. Yeah, he a, a weird look mixture. Like it, yeah, a weird you look mixture. at him. You look at him, you and he's, he's like, like, yeah, exactly. But he dresses like a prep. He definitely dresses like yeah. a prep. But he he's not. He looks like a jock. He looks like he plays for the football team, or he's on the wrestling team, or some shit like that. Yeah. You know? But he he and he's like built. Yeah, that's yeah. why. It's like like when we were at the fucking horror con at Spooky, there was only one like anime booth in the whole like dealer room. Yeah, and he spent most of his time over there. Yeah, just me talking too. to the girl that was there. And oh. I was just like, "You gonna go in there? You, I mean, you gonna go in in, in on that? Yes, you gonna go in on that?" And then he's just like, "No, maybe." You know, and I'm just like, "Come on, come on! What else are you doing here? Come was on!" Was she cute? She was cute, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was there too. I think uh, like those are f- only like the two or three booths that I was actually paying attention to. Every I wasn't really paying attention. I'm to sure I loved everything. I'm sure he at least like uh, maybe got her Instagram or some shit. I don't know. I'm sure Max got game just by looking at him. He's, you could tell. Yeah, he got game. He knows what he's <laughs> so uh, I still see him as as little a, Max that I met when he was. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you know. You told me like you had to tell me he was awkward, but I would have never guessed it. I thought he knew how to talk to people and shit like that. He's a little awkward sometimes. Yeah, I, I but, never knew that. But but like he's awkward when it comes to approaching. Uh-huh. But if a conversation starts up, like he's there and he's quick with it too. Okay, sometimes, yeah. yeah, I know he's quick with it. Yeah, I like, guess what I'm trying to say. Um, that's what I'm trying to say. Whenever I spoke to him, he's always been like really funny, really interesting person to talk to. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he's a weird kid, but like it's it's like it's um it's charming, weird, you know. He ended up taking a selfie with a gimp after he found out what a gimp was. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, what's funny is that there was this Mickey who was like dressed like it was like a really creepy looking Mickey. It was like horror ish and shit. And what's funny is that the whole time we were at the after party, <laughs> he he was like, man, I hate that Mickey, man. That shit is scary. And I'm like, all right. Out of everything there, yeah. like things that are like have fake eyeballs and then coming he goes, out of them, fake guts. He goes, look, check this out. Every time I look in the crowd to find Mickey, he's staring right at me. <laughs> so then we we like look for him in the crowd. And when we spot him, Mickey's like dead on looking our way, like straight <laughs> at Max. <laughs> And we kept trying this over and over through the night, and we always saw the Mickey staring at Max. Maybe the person had a crush on Max. I think I think what it was is they had like a, a paint that made the eyes look like big. Uh huh. So I feel like he was just staring in that direction, but it looked like he was staring directly at someone because of the eye makeup. No, but it was every time you guys looked at him, he was staring at Max. That's too coincidental, you know? Yeah. It could have looked like he was staring at you guys, but it always looked like he was staring at Max. No, but me and Max were standing next to each other, so he could have been looking at any of us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Alright. Maybe he was looking at the gimp that was standing, like, with you guys. I'm sure he was staring at Max. But yeah, it was funny. Yeah, maybe he had a crush on Max. I kept trying to convince him to wear a trauma shirt, because I had bought a trauma shirt that weekend, so he could get, like, extra play at the after party, yeah. but he wouldn't... He, Why not? He didn't go. I'm like, with your face in this shirt... Easy, and he's like, "What's trauma?" <laughs> yeah, and then we were and like, I'm "Just like, just say you like Toxic Avenger." And he's like, "What's Toxic Avenger?" No, just say you love trauma, and then he's like, "Yeah, I love this movie." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. speaking, speaking of trauma, that was a really cool ass moment, like that I that I had when I was walking around, and I, I went too, but just for one day. That was a really cool ass moment that I had when I was walking around the lobby, um, just just like I think I was looking for you guys at some point. And, like, it was, everything was closing down, and Lloyd Kaufman was walking through the lobby as I was walking, he was walking the other, the opposite direction I was. And then, um, and then next year, I hear someone shouting, Lloyd! Lloyd! Like, a really gruff voice, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then, like, next thing you hear, after, like, two or three calls, Lloyd is like, what? Like, in the most <laughs> fucking over-the-top cartoony mm-hmm. fucking voice ever. And, he, and then I look over to see who he's looking at. It's fucking Chuck Liddell. <laughs> Chuck Liddell is that he wasn't advertised to be at the con, right? There's it's, a lot of there's no. a lot of people there that go just for the con. Yeah, Wait, who's that, Chuck Liddell? He's a UFC fighter. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that time there was a wrestler that showed up just to go to the con? He ended up having like last minute booth. That was cause. Raven, wasn't it? Was it Raven? What was Raven? Yeah, it was Raven. Yeah, it was Raven. Yeah, it was Raven. yeah. 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 You know, Chuck Liddell, I guess, was just chilling, enjoying the con. He was at the he was at the bar in the in the lobby, just enjoying a meal with his wife, and he saw Lloyd and got excited and started shouting for him. That's so, cool. Yeah, and in the middle of the lobby, loud as all fucking hell, you have Lloyd Kaufman being like. I know this guy. This guy, I met this guy on t- on Grinder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Lloyd like, Kaufman is hilarious. Sharp motherfucker. I just yeah. laughed and I walked away. That was a really funny interaction. I'm like, yeah, yeah that was a cool moment. And that, yeah, no matter what, like Lloyd will always entertain you. Like yeah. talk about whatever. And it's funny because like we got to work his booth once, and he talks shit about people when they walk away. Sometimes really? <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're a girl, he'll love you. Really? No matter what. Yeah. You're the best. Yeah. And, so he'll, he's a pervy. and he'll and he like get close to you and yeah, talk he's a and like and, and and you know talk to you a lot more. If you're a guy, he like he still talk to you, but not it's what definitely not about, the same he's way. Talking to you a lot more than me. But it's it's different. Like he's when there's a girl around, and somebody else is trying to take a picture with him and Toxie, he always asks like a girl that looks cute to join the picture. It's like come on, join the picture, join the picture. So he's a little That's pervy. how I ended up in a couple of those. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, All right. Which so, is very nice. He does that all the time. But uh, what was I going to say? Did he tell you the story about the cops? No, not on this. No, he, he waited until you were here to tell that story. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Do you want to say it or do you want me to say it? Proceed. Hold on, let me think about it. <laughs> well, let's give background information because, like, was it last year or two years ago? That last year. Ex- exactly last year at the same con. Well, they have, you know, twice a year but different locations each year. Same location as last April of last year. Uh, we met like some cool police officers here at, at this one convention, you know, and they were kind of like just, just wandering around the after party, making yeah. sure no one was being an idiot. And one of one of the stories uh, from last year is that the guy made me go hit on his girlfriend, who that was also a cop, a police officer as well, and. Uh, and yeah. they, they thought it would be funny because Christian looks really young. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, you know, like I was holding a beer and I walked up and, you know, hit on her and asked for her phone number and all this shit. Yeah. She had to walk away because it was either... It was a little terrifying. <laughs> really? Yeah, because yeah. you think the cop's going to take you down. She was intimidating? Yeah. Okay. Like, come on. She was intimidating, yeah. Okay. 
It, it, like, she, she couldn't deal with it, that she had to either, like, she had to walk away. It was either walk away or, like, just Watch knock out, not, yeah. yeah, knock out a 13-year-old right yeah. in there. But uh, this year, what they did is that, you know, I, I met them and met up with them and I was talking and shit. They're cool as fuck. Most of the night, I spent on hanging out with them and talking shit. That was like, Saturday. Yeah, they're, like, cool as fuck, like, cool dudes. And, you know, they walk away and then I'm talking to some other buddy that I know from the con and they walk up to me. And they're, they're saying, it's like, hey, man, aren't you a little bit too young to be drinking? And in my head, I'm like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? Like, they, they already know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he starts, like, tapping my foot. And then he goes, Christian, run. Like, low. And I was like, all right. And I just ran past right both both of the cops. And apparently there was a third cop that was not in on this joke. <laughs> so he reached for me to like just try to grab me and then tackle me but he barely like got my arm but I was able to get away and then from there everybody started telling him that it was just a prank it's just a prank bro it's just a prank yeah um the guy Petey the guy that runs the convention um I I'm, I assume from that interaction afterwards that he doesn't remember his name being Christian uh, I'm sorry Milky um he knows him as Corey Feldman cuz Milky looks like a younger Corey Feldman so he freaks out runs from the other side of the fucking party Runs up to the cops. He's like, "No, Corey Feldman's cool. Corey Feldman's cool. Corey Feldman's cool." <laughs> and I'm like, "It's a gag. It's a joke. It's a gag." Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't. And then he finally calmed down. He finally calmed down. He's like, "Oh, I think he was pissed that you guys even did." Yeah, I'd <laughs> imagine so. He was pissed because he just made a fool of himself and he started running for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and then uh, there was. Uh, does everybody know you? And at that the, was at the con. Is it like a fucking norm situation from fucking Cheers? Maybe like I I did re- like know a lot of people there. Okay, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't know if I know everyone, but I know a lot of people. I don't think there. we know everyone. It's impossible to know everyone at a con. Yeah, like well, you guys go every year. You know? Yeah, definitely. We've been a regular for about six six years. Six years. Was the first one. Yeah. yeah. So my favorite part is that there was three friends there that had just gone to Olive Garden, so they wouldn't get too wasted, so they could have something in their stomach. It backfired, and they had the itis. Oh, wow. And instead of, you know, like a normal friend would get up like everyone else did and, you know, freak out, they were kind of like sitting there like, oh, no. And it's just, it's just, <laughs> just still sitting there like coma. You can fall still asleep having... on those fucking like... Yo, uh, they were... they those, were Whatever those things are. Where you sunbathe and at, the, at the side of the pool. I forgot what those things are called. The beach chairs? Well, it's not a beach, so it wouldn't be called a beach chair, would it? Uh, the pool, pool chair? I guess so. Like, it's weird. Asshole. But, but you can sleep. You, you could definitely sleep on it. I know. Yeah, they were, they were like, trying to still be included in the after party, but yeah. they were kind of, like, they had too much of the food coma. And it was really funny, because then I'm after I, I approached them, they're like, is he okay? And I'm like, like, 20 minutes passed from that, from that time. And they're like, yeah, we kind of got worried. I'm like, is he okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, old man Russ told me he was, like, hanging out by the side with, really, like, some girls that we know. And they all, like, freaked out a little bit when the cops were, like, chasing me for a sec. But, you know, old man Russ tries to be cool all the time. He's like, nah, they're just playing a joke. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably funny. playing a joke. That guy is funny as fuck. <laughs> but, yeah. He makes me laugh, dude. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Like, I still remember we walked into... He was taking a... He was taking a fucking nap. He was taking a nap and we Well, he takes it. power... Like, he goes to the con, comes back, takes a power nap, so then he can go to the party. I yeah, I, I do that. that. And he, I'm like 26. He so. does that all the time. Because he's, he he's so, so old, he can't handle funny. a full day. So we walked... You're I such an asshole. <laughs> Milky and I walked in to just fuck with him and check up on him. And he's he's like, oh, dude, man. I was like, and we're like, were you sleeping? He goes, no, I was having a po- apocalyptic vision. No, he's like post-apocalyptic yeah, vision. post-apocalyptic <laughs> visions. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> He goes, I just saw erosion, erosion, <laughs> mountains and trees just eroding. Was he high? 
No, I don't think so. I hope <laughs> But I'm like, I just start laughing fuck? so hard. I'm like, he's like, you know, you, when you're in that in-between state before falling asleep and being awake, it's just, I was just, I just saw all this wasteland. <laughs> this, guy, this guy's done way too many drugs in his past, man. Yeah, I could, he's a funny motherfucker, that guy. Yeah. Like I said, as he's, he's my anti-drug. He's so he's funny. He's definitely my anti-drug. Like, even before he walked into bed, he's like revving up. Rev, he's literally revving up to go into bed. He didn't even jump into bed. He just revved up to, just to rev up. And while he's revving up, he's rubbing his belly. And oh, shit. he does. Yeah, he does that. It's so fucking funny. Yeah, he's he's a real character. He's a, he's he's a, a nice guy. guy. Oh, man, Ross, we should get him on. We should get him on one But yet when he lays down, he lays down and he what? doesn't move. He's still like a corpse the whole yeah, time. Yeah, his, his, even the position of his hands and everything is like a corpse. Yeah, it's pretty But yeah, funny. that that con was, uh, it was crazy. A lot of stuff happened. I don't even know where to start. Um, but you didn't get fucked up and wasted. No, I don't drink yeah. anymore. I know, I know, but that's the one of the coolest stories you brought to the pod was that moment you got fucked up and wasted and, and you clogged the toilet or some shit, right? Yeah, those, oh, yeah, those, sorry, Steven. Those <laughs> few times she got fucked up. But, yeah. Now I just laugh at everyone else. But, yeah, yeah it was cool. Uh, I love Kilted Creature. He's, uh, he's a guy that created his own storyline uh, for his character and then plays it out. Um, he dresses up as Creature from the Black Lagoon's brother. That wears a kilt and plays bagpipes. Okay. And, and the guitar. guitar. And yeah, guitar. guitar. I heard guitar. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. And I was playing with bubbles with my friend's uh, kid. <laughs> I should remember. Zach. When, when we went back to the room, Russ was over here and the bagpipes were far away. He's like, this <laughs> fucking faggot is waking me up. <laughs> <laughs> he did say that. That was pretty funny. That's hysterical. That guy's funny. We should definitely have him on. That's another character I think we should have on. He's funny as shit. Let's get into some news. Do, 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 do. Get a load of this. We didn't oh. talk about Vin Diesel. Oh, what happened about Vin Diesel? We have too much shit to get through. Okay. What the fuck were you supposed to talk about the Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel statue you guys took of. Who gives a fuck about that? <laughs> she brings it up like it's a fucking important thing. Like, there's so much that happened in the con. I can't remember any of it for some reason. There was a statue. That looked like Vin Diesel. <laughs> Period. My parents thought I actually met Vin Diesel. But anyway. my mom kept mis- mis- mispronouncing his name. How did she pronounce it? Ven. Ven? Ven Diesel or some shit like that. Okay. And she's yeah. like, you know, the actor, the actor. And my dad's like, who? The actor. From where? He acts. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. From acting. From acting. I what movie? The- acting. Weird shit happens all over the world, and it gets reported on the news, and that's what Get a Load of This is. I <laughs> <laughs> I read the news and I dissect it and I bring it out to you guys. So we can now remember what you said last time. You yeah, read, I look, look at, at, them. at them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm modifying it. Now. Okay, uh, so this one I got from UPI.com, written by um, Ben Hooper on April 27th. Okay, so I'm starting to love these. Like it's becoming like an, uh, like a recurring thing in the news that I've never seen before. Like, people disguising their drugs in different creative ways and shit like that. Like, it, it's, it's fun. Like, it's, yeah. it's fun. Like, what was it? Hiding weed and what... Was it weed or cocaine in watermelons? I don't remember what it was. But it was they had watermelons. They had the fake bananas. Fake bananas. Cocaine. It was cocaine. Uh, and then, like, alco- uh, moonshine and gallons of water. Like, it's just... People are, are creative as fuck. Oh, Dr. Schweitzer was in there. Well, first year. of all, the fucking this moonshine year. and gallons of water is not that creative. It's kind of clear creative. liquid, 
<laughs> something what's clear water, water. Anyway. i've been doing that shit for years sneaking vodka into cons pretending it's fucking water in water bottles yeah i know but i don't know it, they tried they it ain't that creative tried. anyway this one is i think takes the cake as the most creative so far uh surprisingly it was a florida person who did this surprisingly surprisingly um this guy named omar palencia Damn. he took three pieces of pottery uh he bathed them in liquid meth, liquid crystal meth, and then um, he put a, like a bunch of shards of like different like porcelain or something on top of it, so it looked like it just looks like a design for pottery, but it was covered in meth. Huh. So this is how it looked actually. So you could never tell, but like you know he was investigating, they were able to find it out. You would never be able to tell. I still, was... I can't see it though. Damn, that's some pretty. That's some pretty meth. You could never be able to tell, because it's Does like... Does he have an Etsy? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He sells meth on ex- Etsy? Like it's, that's, it looks pretty, though. Yeah, it looks pretty. I like, mean, if no he ever gets tell. out of jail, I think he has a... He has a future doing pottery, man. He, he turned into lost opportunity. Well, I mean, the pot, the, the vases and shit like that were already made. No, they sell yeah, that. They he, sell, they sell, uh... Just... People sell pottery that just has stuff glued on it as a piece yeah, of art, even though it's already created. Before yeah. they put so, the thing on it, so they, he just covered it in meth and he let it harden, it it, like harden. He let it harden with the gl- like these glass porcelain squares all over it, so it just looks like art. It just looks like uh, yeah. art, yeah. Um, he, he, How did they even find out? I'm I'm about to get to it right now. Um, it's just it it the, I like I, I don't know. They didn't explain exactly how they were able to find out, but you know, it took like under it took like um some undercover agents to figure it out. You know. Um, they had to go in, I'm assuming, and it probably took, like, a few months to figure out exactly what they, what he was doing, but they did bust him eventually, um, and, uh, they found out that he was, it was about $600,000 worth of meth, 22 pounds on that, on, the, on those pieces of pottery. Wow. Yeah. There you go. That's it. <laughs> Wasn't there a famous skater that tried, uh... Tried uh, smuggling cocaine out of Australia by covering skateboards in cocaine or something, or putting cocaine inside skateboards. Uh, mm, I could have all of these. Yeah, all it's, of this wrong. I I think it's someone who like a pro skater from the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, it's it's two brothers. They were very very famous uh, vert. Skaters in the 90s. It's actually a documentary about both of them. I forget their name. I can't think of their name. But the one you're thinking about, he traveled to... I think he traveled from the United States to Australia. And at first, he would just take, like, weed and coke at the bottom of his shoe. Like, Mm -hmm. underneath the... Like, he would make a little compartment on his shoe. But then, for some reason, he traveled... I think to like South America with a bunch of like coke and oh he went to Colombia inside his, the bat like his um his bag full of like skateboarding stuff I forget exactly what they did but I think he like had a bunch of like decks and then he put like cut some out and put some cocaine in between them and then he was actually gonna bring it over but he just left it on a plane and he he never took it down the plane when he got to Australia but he still got caught. Yeah, and then he was never able to come back to the United States so where he was a big, he was a big, like, big-time pro skater. One of the, he was, like, always number, him, his brother, and, and Tony Hawk were always top three. Wow. Switching back and forth. Sometimes it would be him. So No. Oh, he was just using it. He was using it. Okay. 
Yeah, so then he got caught, and then he was never able to come back to the United States. That sucks. While his brother still competed in the United States, but his older brother had, like, back issues. So, But he was still competing, like, trying to be top and support his family and all this. Okay. And then his brother ended up in jail for something, but he, he just got out of jail recently. And the younger one, who was never allowed back in the United States, he actually... Um, he killed himself. I think. Whoa! What? I didn't know that. Well, that's a shitty fucking ending. To yeah, the story. no. W- what had happened is that he he was doing good and he was in Australia and hanging out with friends and he was like way into drugs and shit like that. After after his career pretty much ended because he couldn't travel anymore, which is how he made most of his money. So he was kind of getting into drugs and shit, and then he started like cleaning clean up his life. But then he met a chick that he was going out with. It was like a junkie. Oh yeah, yeah. It was, a, it, I was, all this. it was a chick who you know they would. Um, she was pretty much like a heroin addict and all this shit. And he, I think what he did is that everyone kept telling him to get out of it, get out of it. And eventually, somehow, I don't know, I don't remember exactly what happened. He ended up killing her, and then he just killed himself right after it. Because he didn't want to deal with the repercussions of killing her. Yeah. Okay. And he killed her because she was no good for him, and she was the one fucking his life up. Wow, this guy has a shitty fucking life. And he, and he, he <laughs> yeah, he passed. But his brother recently got out, and his brother's like clean and sober and shit like that. Because his brother also had like drug problems. I wish I could, what the fuck's their name? Uh, real quick, I just read how they were able to find uh, ca- catch him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy was able to successfully transport the meth, but he was trying to find a way to change it back into the form that he could sell it as. And then I guess he was looking for people to do it, and he called upon their undercover agents. That's unfortunate. Yeah, so he got he got busted right then and there. Obviously, he's like, "Yo, I got this meth in the, in the pottery." All right, they're they're they're, they're the Papa's brothers. P A P P A S. Never heard of them. Papa's brothers. One is Ben Papa's, and the other one's name is Toss Papa's. Ben Papa's is the one who died. Who you know? And yeah. And they, let me tell you the name of this, this documentary. All this mayhem, and it just goes through the their whole professional career and the downfall of the Papa's brothers. It's pretty good. It's definitely a great watch. I think it's on Netflix. That's where I watched it. You know, if you kind of have a good um, evening slashing your thrists. Thrist. Yeah, it sounds really depressing. Oh, but it's it's a really interesting story though, and it shows how like fucking weird like skateboarding was in the 90s because that's when it was like at its all-time high and shit and all these kids who were becoming really good really quick they would just become pros and all of a sudden they were like traveling around and all they were doing was like fucking doing coke before they go and do the vert shows and shit like that do you think it helped them huh do you think it helped them i'm sure it like pumped them up and didn't make him like it made him not scared of shit you know Mm. so maybe they tried different stuff they got a hype yeah yeah oh okay well, condolences. Yeah. He died 10 years ago, but condolences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely interesting, though, if you guys... Yeah, it sounds like... A, if anyone a wants to watch this documentary, check it out. It's fucking great. All right, that's the end of a lot of this. You just got a lot of this? You just got a lot of this? Go on, go on. You just got a lot of this? Wow, that was... That's a new one. My God. What happened? DJ Khaled, we the best. I knew I was waiting for the <laughs> week. <Nigga! laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Another one. You just got a little, 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 little. All right.
So, does this mean... Wait, we have to redo it! No, it's oh, fine. fine. Does this mean that we're moving on to Paco's Tacos? Yes, after yes. I paid. Paco's Tacos! Paco's Tacos! <laughs> Fuck yeah! That's pretty good. What's Paco's Tacos? Uh, Paco's Tacos is my segment of things that I deem weird, scary, or unsettling in general. In but general. before that, I got dum, some dum, This is the prequel. Is it juicy, though? I, I don't know. I don't think so. It's just something. Bring the fucking vagina out. Pull it out. Pull your vagina out. Like slap it on the table. The slap the vagina on the table. Let me see it. Let me see its girth. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Show it to me, big boy. Okay, so You're I got You're kind of making this... me uncomfortable yeah. here, Milky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got this from Noble.com. Um, it's called Shaken, Shaken, Shake. It's called Shaken. People share a terrifying experience that had that they had. Jesus, why can't say I can't say this? You okay. fucking up. Shaken people share a terrifying experience they had that will stick with them forever. Uh, it, none of it, not a lot of it's really that scary, but it's shit that won't that that fucks with them, I guess. Um, this one I I caught I got like. Three or four? They're not. They're again. They're not that scary, but I thought they were pretty interesting. First one says, "Being drunk as heck, alone in the absolutely pitch black woods at night, walking home from a party, taking a shortcut. Out of nowhere, I started getting this unnerving feeling that I was being watched, and I couldn't quite shake for around thirty seconds before hearing the whistling of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star somewhere very close to me." that sent chills up my spine like nothing else before in my life and as despite hearing it almost as if the whistling was coming from right beside me i couldn't make out where it was coming from due to how dark it was i then bolted no idea if that man was planning on harming me but hearing that was but hearing that was something i'll never forget okay that's kind of creepy um what if it was all in her head her head could have been she was drunk as fuck mm-hmm. yeah. um my second, my second one is, I was on a plane once and we hit some turbulence. The plane shook and the lights were flickering. Then the lights went out for a few seconds and the young girl in front of, in front of me, probably three or four, started calmly singing the London Bridge is falling down. And I was convinced the plane was crashing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty scary. I guess it never crashed. No, he's obviously like well, talking about sh- it after the fact. <laughs> Um, <laughs> my next one uh, a couple months back I woke up screaming because I had the most vivid night terror or maybe some sort of sleep paralysis that there was someone at the edge of the bed and he grabbed my leg at the exact same time as me my girlfriend also woke up screaming when I asked her what was up she said she dreamt that there was someone on the edge of the bed oh my grandpa used to tell me that if I misbehaved when he died he'd grab my feet that's fucking horrifying yeah that he'd grab my feet at night did he ever no, so I guess I was a good kid. Jesus, that's, that's <laughs> so scary. Like, he basically said, I will come back and haunt you if you misbehave. Yeah. It's a common saying in Peru. It is? Yeah, I thought it Is it a common saying in your country? How do you say it in Spanish? I don't remember. <laughs> then I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, te voy a los pies en cuando duerme. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know what the fuck that anyway. is. Anyway. Like, they just say that. You know, it's just like, don't misbehave. Or... I ain't goddamn Peruvian. I don't know that shit. I thought it was something all grandparents said. No, my grandparents just said, it, it, it's, it's no good. It's no good to go out the window. It's no good to be under the table. It's no, it, pretty much anything you wanted to do as a child, it's no good to do. It's bad luck to do. That's what my grandma kept saying. It's yeah. bad luck to leave the door open. It's bad luck to leave the fridge door open. When I wasn't really left it open, I was looking through it. <sighs> But yeah, my grandma thought it was bad luck to do everything. My mom has superstitions like that. Um, 
Like, you can't talk about someone dying or else they actually die. Things like that, you know? Oh, my mom had... There's a superstition in Peru. Well, my grandma had it. My grandma's grandmother had it. My mom now believes in it. Um, she said that there was a dark bird. There was a black bird that landed on her garden. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, you never heard about it? Your grandma used to always talk about it. And then she explained it to me. And then I'm like, oh, I didn't, I, I didn't know so many people talked about it. Apparently, if a dark bird lands for a... A, a natural long time on your garden that something bad's gonna happen for like a long period of time within like maybe anywhere between a week or a year so she says I'm gonna kill it next time it lands on my garden who? my mom. mom And uh, next time? <clears throat> it's happened before? yeah cause she said it was landed there and it's been it's been landing there and being in her garden for a good week oh wow so she was just like, and that week was terrible for her, apparently. Oh, okay. So she's, so she's like, out. she's like, I'm going to throw a fucking rock at it. And then mm. she goes, no, that's no, fine. The, the nice couple birds, the, the nice uh, bird couple came back and I can't find the black birds. So it's fine. Okay. Like, okay. It's like, we have so many fucking crows down here. They're everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my last little story. Um, I don't know. She believes in it. Whatever, man. Superstitions. <laughs> superstitions my last little story again isn't so scary but like i read it and had like a huge impact on me because it seems like awfully traumatic i am a 911 operator with the orlando police i was working the night of pulse mm. i would never be able to forget those calls that left an impact on me that, that freaked me out actually just thinking about you didn't describe any of the calls no not at all mm. like i guess you, it, she kind of left it to your imagination because you could imagine you can't even imagine how bad it could have been you know yeah yeah, that that left an impact on me. It was it's literally just two set, three sentences, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's the end of mine. Mine was again, it's not very good. It was just yeah, okay. I thought it was pretty alright. Yeah. Very good. Vaginas. Oh, girthy vaginas. <laughs> Pouches. <laughs> Fat vaginas. He hates this. I just don't care. I like how his face is just so dumbfounded the whole time we're singing. Mm, Pouches for jitters. Going in and out of your ears. Pouches for jitters. I like how he's closing his eyes. Pouches for jitters. Serenading me. Serenading the microphone. Anyway, I like how he goes. Mm. Pouches for jitters. <laughs> That's not as good as fucking. What, what, wait, how did it, how did it go? I don't know what you're talking about. Simply pouch oh, every dude. now and then. I get a little bit lonely now. This, this fucking pot is a mess. Yeah, this one is. This makes me fucking sense. <laughs> All right, so what tacos do you have for us this week, Paco? Okay. So today we have a rare occurrence where I have too many tacos, so I'm going to be splitting this within two episodes. Okay. Because uh, I have two lists, and I'm going to be reading half of both of the, half of the, of my favorites from both of the lists. And then you're going to read the second half of your favorites in the, in the next episode you're on? Yeah, you got something wrong with it? Okay. Alright. You could have just done one list today and then another list the next Yeah, day. but one is like for like fucked up murders and then the other one has like a kind of like weird stuff and I don't want the whole episode to be murders. So I'm kind of like, you know, touching a little bit here, touching a little bit there, getting be- the best of both worlds kind you of thing. You program your own fucking segment. Alright. Alright. What you got for us? Bring the tacos. Too much preface. So we'll start. I'm gonna start with the murders. Murders! Murders! 
I shouldn't be singing so happily about murders. Okay. <clears throat> this is from Ranker.com. You know, you guys have already know that that's one of my favorites. And it's from... Do we? Yeah. Oh, do we? <laughs> oh, do we now? Am I a tea person now? Okay, no, hold it's on. It's just weird that you're just like, you guys know, you guys know. Yeah, I yeah, Ranker. You already know. You know how it is. You know how we roll over here and dropping loads. Just start. <laughs> All right. Hold you on, already know. So this one, this list is called 10 Real Crime Scenes and the Movies They Inspired. So I'm just going to read the one, two, and th- I'm just going to read three of the, my favorite ones and the other two read the next episode. This one's called Katie Murders slash The Strangers. In 1981, between the evening of April 11th and into the morning of April 12th, a brutal murder occurred in... <clears throat> In cabin 28 at the at the Katy Resort in California, Sue Sharp, a 36-year-old mother of five, her 15-year-old son John and his 17-year-old friend Dana Wingate, were found bludgeoned to death. Sharp's 14-year-old daughter Shayla discovered the bodies, finding her mother and brother bound with electrical wire and medical tape. They had been stabbed multiple times and had been brutally beaten with multiple hammers. Wingate was also bound and beaten but was strangled to death by hand. Sharp's two youngest sons and their friend was found unharmed, still asleep in the next room of, a, of the cabin. Her daughter, Tina, 12, was missing. Years later, her remains were found 50 miles away on the, an- on the anniversary of the murders. Ironic. The murders remain unsolved, and many, ma- uh, many accused the police of covering up the crime. The murders inspired the 2008 film, The Strangers. Am I supposed to react? Like, <laughs> you know, don't, don't, don't! Okay, okay, like... okay, okay, okay. Let me reread. Let me reread that sentence. The murders inspired the 2008 film *The Stranger*, starring With Madonna Ma- doing Vogue. That's what she just did. She leaned over from her fucking mic to stare at me for a second. <laughs> let me finish the sentence. The 2008 film *The Stranger*, starring Liv Tyler, written and directed by Brian Bertino. Yes, I saw that movie. The movie sucked. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's go to. The- Next so wait, we're... this really happened when? In 1981. I actually read about this before, and I was cons- I think either I was considering or I actually might have done a talk about this before. Mm, I don't I know. I don't remember this, no. You would have mentioned the movie. Because uh, I clearly remember the pictures of the scene. Hmm. So Maybe it's just you being creepy again. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Maybe, I did read, may- a- read stuff before I did the Maybe you were having apocalyptic visions. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. Okay. We just mentioned a part of the inside joke. My bad. Outside joke. Outside joke. Outside joke. I just outside joke. All right. The next one is the fail murders. I don't know. I'm supposed to pronounce that in in Spanish, but the fail murders. The slash the medieval horror. Amityville. Everybody knows about the Amityville horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On November thirteenth, nineteen seventy four, Ronald Butch, the fail. Butch. Butch, yeah, the fail junior, stalked the halls of his of his own home at 112 Ocean Drive. Armed with a point thirty five uh, Marlin rifle, he shot both of his parents, his two brothers, and two sisters. But there had, <clears throat> well, there has been some speculation that the fail didn't act alone. He he did confess at the, uh, to the killings, telling police he heard voices inside his head that prompted him to kill his family. A little bit like um. This kind of reminds me of... Um, Michael Myers? No. What? The serial killer with the dog, Harvey. Oh, um... Son of Sam. Son of Sam, yeah. The, you know, the, 
But it was dog instead of... Okay, maybe it doesn't have anything to do with No, it doesn't. It's just <laughs> fucking move on! He was convicted of murders and... He was convicted of murders and sentenced to prison. After the murders, George and Kathy Lutz moved into the home and reported strange paranormal behavior inside which, of the house. Which like was the all bullshit. Bleeding, yeah. yeah. This was the basis for uh, Jace Anson's book, The Am- Medieval Horror. Amityville. I can't pronounce it. Amityville, man. Uh-huh. Soon Amityville. The ta- soon the tales of DeFell and Lutz family and their home... What? Soon the tales of DeFell and Lutz family and their home in... Medieval became a pop culture phenomenon. There has been countless documentaries, blah, blah, blah. We know this. Yeah. So, yeah. I always thought it was, like, stupid. Because they made so many movies out of that shit. And it's, like, it was all bullshit. Like, yeah, a real murder occurred at that house. But everything after that was bullshit. That's what they claim. They claim to have witnessed a fuck ton of shit. So. Yeah, but they're the only family who witnessed exactly, any of that the shit. Only all the, yeah, all the families that live there after or before the murders never would fucking witness shit. That's, that's true. So it's just a fucking just a media lessons. fucking whore yeah. family that really wanted their 15 minutes of fame. And they got it because they wrote books and they were all around television and all this bullshit and, and whenever the fuck this happened. Was it the 70s? At least they have something. People are just becoming famous for going off on TV. Catch oh, me yeah, outside. Catch me outside. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, well, what's the, what's your last story on this? Um, this one's number eight. Phantom Killer slash the town that dreaded sundown. Oh, I did it on this. I did it. That, that, I forgot about this. Okay. What? I did a taco on this before. Okay. And it's it's one of my favorite things. I want to go to that area in a certain time. I'll, I'll get into it. Texarkana. Tex- yeah, I, I tec- couldn't. Texarkana. I, it's a little town between Texas and Arkansas. Yeah. A small town located between Texas and Arkansas was made famous in in the 1976 film The Town That Dreaded Sundown. The gruesome film was based on the true story of the te- Texarkana, Texarkana. murders, which are far more disturbing than dif- than fiction, especially since these murders remain unsolved. In 1946, a masked man terrorized man terrorized Texarkana. He attacked young couples who are out at night in isolated areas like local <clears throat> like local makeout spots oh hold on he attacked young couples who were out at night in isolated areas like local makeout spots the couples were confronted by an armed man wearing a crude white sack over his head with eye holes cut out the maniac dubbed the phantom killer murdered five people in 10 weeks only three people survived the attacks police departments on both sides of the state line desperately tried to figure out who was behind those, these crimes the murders remain a mystery and each year in I think it was either in a cemetery in the town or in the same spot where most of the murders were committed people gather around and have a movie a, a and they have a screening of the movie uh, the the town that dreaded sundown yeah. And I want to go. That feels a little disrespectful to me. Well, it's a tradition. Well, the movie is just based on it. I know, it's but... Yeah, really things, things on the movie are obviously exaggerated. I don't know, but yeah. it just feels like, like, okay, this movie is made based on your murders, and we're going to watch it where you're buried. Okay, mm-hmm. so I don't think it's where it's buried. It's probably I don't think it's where it's I don't think it's where it's buried, but it's... It, okay. it, it, I, I don't know if you how that part came to be, but I know they show it in that town. How old is that movie? How old is that movie? I've never heard of it. 70s. Okay. 1976, that, if I'm not mistaken. That's a remake, a very, very recent remake. 76 is a good movie. It's a good year for film, isn't it? They've wow. made other films that year. That yeah, they made a lot. Every year they make a lot. No, you know what I mean, like good ones. 
I don't know. I just know that year for a reason. There has to be a reason. Go 79 on. is a good year for movies. But, um... Fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, they made a, a remake recently. Probably came out in the last the, four years. You said The Town of Dreaded Sunset? Sundown. Sundown. Sundown, okay. Yeah. It's a cool title. I've just uh, never heard of it. I've before. never seen any of them, by the way. Okay. All right, so your next taco? My next taco is actually something I saw on the news while I was, oh, while I was hovering over my parents' like shoulder while they were watching TV. I was in the kitchen. That's creepy. You know, when you're like you, you're not really watching something, but you just glance at it because someone else is watching it. And you're you're just picking at food in the kitchen. Yes. Twenty four seven, I'll be in the kitchen. <clears throat> I'll be various, I'll be in the kitchen. And there was various sites that covered it, but I picked Catholic.org. Okay. <laughs> She's so proud of herself. <laughs> why? Why is it so funny that there's a website called Catholic.org? You'll see why. You'll see why I picked it. It's okay. The story. Yeah, the story. Is it the one about that chick that uh, they they found this no. chick in Mexico where she was fucking the priest in the church? There's a movie about that. Oh, I don't know. I've never seen the movie. Okay. A mass demonic possession has erupted at a, Peruv- a Peruvian school, Elsa Perea Flores, leaving over 80 students convulsing, front, uh, frothing at the mouth, fainting, and displaying erratic behavior. You sure they didn't just all get poisoned? Los Angeles, California. Oh, wait. Whoa, you on. sure? All right, keep going. The children, most of whom are between 11 and 14 year olds, also claimed they have been chased by a black man in black. A black man in black? Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. That was racist. <laughs> claimed they had been chased by. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually That's... very hard to see. A black man in black. That's I'm the sorry. title of the episode. No! I misread! in black. I so... misread! Okay, so. No, so wait, they, they were being chased by Will Smith? No, no, no. <laughs> I, <laughs> I fucked up. I fucked up. You Yo, guys are not gonna let what it the go. fuck's Will Smith doing in Peru? Also claimed they had been chased by a man in black. A, bl- a black man in black. No, I like a man that in better. black. A dude that was just wearing black. Like, they didn't specify what color of skin he had. Anyway, I'm assuming they were proving skin colored. Slender man was fucking chasing So when they, were, when they were having their, like, moments or whatever with whatever they were doing. What? <laughs> they when were... they were under whatever they were under. Yeah. Because I'm not going to call it a possession. I'm not going to call it a drug overdose. They were having seizures, right? When they were under their seizures, yeah, they, like coming they out envisioned the mouth. a man in black. Trying to them. kill them. Every single one of them. Most of them. All the kids. Most of whom. Okay. Okay. It's disturbing to think about it, she said. It's as if someone kept on chasing me from behind. It was a tall man, all dressed in black and with a, ba- a, a big beard, and it felt like he was trying to strangle me. Many teachers claim their students started to spontaneously convulse, faint, hallucinate, and vomit. A 13-year-old student described how several students from different classrooms were affected at the same time. I got nauseous and started vomiting, she recalled. I heard, vo- I heard voices. A man in black chased me and wanted to touch me. One mother said her daughter fainted at school, adding, They didn't say anything at the hospital. She just fainted. She kept on spitting spitting from her mouth. You sure this, like, okay. Let me get, let me finish. Hold on, let, let, let me, let me, let me let ask you something. Okay, go ahead, get in. Dr. Anthony Choi admitted, we don't understand how this has kept going on. We know it started on the 29th of April, and now it's still happening. Now there are almost 
80 pupils still affected. The school is rumored to have been built above a mafia graveyard where construction workers discovered the remains of several people. Franklin Steer, a parapsychologist who studied the paranormal, believes the graveyard is to blame for the incidents. It is known that years ago there were many victims of terrorists, terrorism here when the school was built. Some say bones and dead bodies were found. What has been labeled as mass demonic possession has also been criticized as the simple spread of hysterics due to the onset of stress, as described by social psychologists and mental health experts. That's more believable. The experts believe suspicious people who are who are prone to join collective activities and behaviors are blamed for the ongoing hysterics. Um, also, though, uh, when I was watching the news, apparently one of the kids tried contacting spirits while he was while they were I don't know if it's he or she while they were in school so I don't know if that has something did they go and test all these kids for like some yeah, sort they, of like uh, yeah, chemical poison like like because yeah, everything they did. they did sounds like sarin attacks right but people tend to die from that what is that called was the the fucking gas the toxic gas yeah that... um the authorities hired um doctors priests and exorcists to see what's going on, and no one knows what's going on. But they they did medical tests yes, on everyone did, yes, involved. Yes, they did medical tests. What? Okay, so the the, the social psychologist is like it must be from stress, but from stress from what? It only from ha- the idea that they found out that they they go to a school that was built on top of a mafia grave. It only, yeah, but it happened before they found that out. That's the only that's the only theory they have though. So this only happened to the students and not the prof- the teachers. The teachers, yeah. Just the students. Um, how long has that school been there? I don't know. Probably years, and it only started happening in, in early late April. So that's that rules that out all the There's there's got to be something, maybe something that they used to build a school or something that's making these kids yeah. sick because, that's what I think. and it has to be something that it's probably worse for kids than adults. I have a video if you guys want to see it. The kids no. is vomiting around yeah, and shit. I don't want to see that. No, shit, no, no, no. let me see that. No, what is it? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little more than that. Oh, let me let me let me see that shit. Is it like a scratch and sniff video? Why why scratch and sniff? You're confusing me today so much. All right, I'm gonna play it, guys. I don't want to see that shit. So it's that oh the kids are like passed out and shit. How about they just close down the fucking school? Attempted to invoke the spirits. Maybe they just all took the same drug. Maybe uh, their water is contaminated. Maybe there's many variables, but. It, whatever is happening is happening at that school specifically. Yeah. So just close down the fucking school. Close down the school. Close down the school. I think that solves everything. Yeah. No, it's not easy. Move, move, move the teacher into a fucking park. Take the fucking notebooks to a park and have the teacher show up there, and that's it. Meanwhile, so you figure out what the fuck to do. That's it. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, boy, they're going to... So, parents are still sending their kids to the school? Exactly. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Like, I don't know. It's clearly, it's only happening at that school. They probably did close it down by now, but that's just all I have. Anyway, yeah, you guys are I so know, this is, It's pissing me off. It's, it's, it's not a taco. It's fucking stupid to me. Like, yeah, I, I get that they're suffering, but just stop going to the school. It's clear it's happening at the school. But learning is important, Pouch. Maybe it's the only school they have in that town. Build a new one somewhere else. I'm, I'm not saying do it right away, because obviously it takes fucking months to build something, but figure something out, because clearly kids are suffering, and it's only happening at that school. Yeah, but I might... Also, I think maybe they don't have they don't have money to build another school. You have to understand or... this is in my country. Yeah, Peru is really really fucking. I guess, poor. but like, yeah, but you, I, I'm sure you can figure something out. I would say it's not the United States. Well, I would I know, say at least saying... suspend school for a exactly. while. Yeah. Well, they probably have already done that well, by now. Whatever yeah, solutions, because it all happened all at once. Whatever solutions I came up with clearly is being challenged by you because I don't know anything about Peru. So my point, my oh, my oh, point yeah, is just saying, just oh. close the fucking school. Close that's that's the they most important thing. They probably already did that, like, that's but that's just the article I got. All right, let's see. I would say, I would say, let me see when the article was written. I would say, gather all the kids that were invoking the spirits and murder each of them individually <laughs> at the school. That solves everything. Murder yeah, because, some kids because you're sacrificing the assholes that brought the spirits to this world, right? So then they would just go away. Oh, I think this happened a year ago. Then why was oh, it? Oh no, no, news? this happened now. This happened yeah, now. yeah, you said it happened in April something. You said it was happening. You said you watch. Your parents were watching the news. I don't. Know. I read something else. Sorry. No, it says right here. Yeah, April fifteenth or some shit. You said it. Okay, what's your next taco, dude? No, this happened last year. This was posted last year around this time. Oh okay. I don't know. I guess they were. Guess we gotta do. Why was it in the news if it was old? Exactly. Yeah. Next episode, bring it back up and see. Uh, an update. It. An update. See what what's going on with the school now. Okay. Next year you just find out it was just the latest telenovela from Tom Mundo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting. You you just got flustered. They they didn't know what to do. Yeah, because it is frustrating. It's like, okay, this is happening. Just close the shit. Like, stop sending the kids to school. This type of shit happens in Pro all the time. Like, um. Like, people that are not, uh, in a hospital, like, a handful of people got HIV because someone didn't t- check the blood before they put it in them. Like, things like that that are really bad just happen over there. That's a taco. Wow, really? The HIV? Yeah, nigga, you, you, go, yeah, you go to the doctor so just to get, like, a transfusion or just to get yeah, a little bit you, of blood in you to re- rejuvenize yourself, and all of a sudden you got AIDS you in you? You incurable disease. Like, That's fucked up, that's bro. Fucked up. I will sue the whole country. You should have used that as a taco. Yeah. Right, okay. That was the biggest taco you ever brought. <laughs> <laughs> if, if fucking... Like, think, if that happens to me, I'll, I'll figure out a way to blow up Peru, dog. Like, I don't <laughs> oh, care. Okay, like, okay, no, seriously. <laughs> it's like, just turn this shit to fucking... Shut the fuck up before I hit you. Maybe those are the apocalyptic visions that Russ was seeing. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just Peru like, blowing up after fucking... Like... Forgiving you HIV. Forgiving me AIDS. <laughs> HIV. Like, Your next taco, please. Just very poor areas just don't have the proper practices with certain things. They, they might not even have roads there. So? If you don't have roads, doesn't mean you have to inject a fucking HIV into people. <laughs> oh, my bad, bro. I don't have roads where I live. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
just move on to your next taco, Maria, please. You went to Uruguay. You were in, in Salto. They don't have roads there in some parts either. No, but they're like, they got money there. They don't have roads in some parts there either. But everybody's in, pretty intelligent I, I not to, to inject blood, contaminated HIV blood into people. <laughs> if you're going to try to compare Salto to like poverty. You tell me Salto's not poor as fuck? I don't think it was poor as fuck. It's really nice and safe there. Well, that's because my family is like pretty okay. But it's just some poor shit going on around there, man. <laughs> I like how we're trying to compare which a third world country is worse. Just yeah. please move on. No, it's I, obviously I Peru's always going to win. Okay, let's see. The world's greatest shitholes. That should be another list. Okay, my next taco is 12 Mysterious True Stories Too Freaky for Mulder and Scully. I like the title. That's why I ended up saving it and I ended up liking it. How many stories are you going to use from this? Just two. Okay. Who's Mulder and Scully? Oh. What? From the X-Files? Mm. Okay. I never watched that show. I just know Mulder and Scully as Kevin Smith's dogs. I agree. Um. <laughs> so... I've never seen Which I'm show. sure he named it after X Factor. No, he did. He did, yeah. X but Factor? Yeah. X Factor. Well, I wish. X Factor. Uh, <laughs> the the Simon Cowell's on that show. Remember X Files. <laughs> he, he's the one that discovered Mulder and Scully. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, my first one for today is the SS Orang Maiden. Iron Maiden? Yes. Around 1947 to 1948, a bizarre radio message was received by a number of ships traveling through the Straits of Malacca near Sumatra and Malaysia. The message was delivered in Morse code and partially in in the decipherable. According to those who received the transcript, it said all officers, including the captain, are dead, lying in in chart room and bridge, possibly whole crew dead, dot dot dot, I die. I guess the dot 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 was the part I couldn't figure out. Two American ships came to the Dutch ship's rescue and found the distress calls horrifyingly accurate. The ship was littered with corpses of the crew, all in the state of complete terror. Even the crew's pet dog was found dead. That made me sad. Its teeth bared mid-snarl. While there was no sign of physical harm on any of the corpses, they all appeared to be rotting rapidly. Suddenly, the Orang Maiden uh, caught fire and exploded, sinking into the sea. Damn. Oh, so they have no idea what happened? Nope. No and physical? on top of that, it fucking, they couldn't even do like autopsies yeah. or anything? Because that shit fucking... It, it blew up. Yep. That's so fucked it, up. Wait, so it blew up with the people in there that was like rescuing? I'm guessing so. That's fucked up. So there was no physical harm to anybody? Nope. Just people dead in horror? Yes. That is fucking horrifying. Including the dog. Including the dog. That is horrifying. And the next one's called Skinwalker's Ranch. In a in remote northeast Utah sits Skinwalker's Ranch, allegedly an alien landing zone and one of the strangest places on Earth. In 1994, Terry and Gwen Sherman moved their family there, only to leave within two years due to, that, to what they could only describe as something to do with top-secret project. They saw huge ships, strange blinking lights, and figures over, over seven feet tall. Strange languages also seem to carry on on the air from nowhere. Over a dozen of their cattle and three dogs disappeared. They found multiple animals horrifically uh, mutilated on their property. The Native American Utah tribe that lived in the area for thousands of years believed in, in, in 
dangerous skinwalker creatures and had deemed the land cursed and forbidden, lending the ranch the name Skinwalker Ranch. Paranormal investigations into the property revealed a series of unexplainable events and otherworldly creatures. If this is not Prime Mulder and Scully material, then nothing else. <laughs> yeah. So wait, what happened? <laughs> what do you mean? What? I just read it. What do you but mean? I'm, I'm just, I'm lost. I don't get it. What happened? You want me to reread it? No, it just retell like, it. I'm a little lost. It sounds basically it sounds like like some shit was going down on the ranch. Animals were being mutilated, and they started hearing shit going on, like hearing like un unrecognized like languages. languages. Yeah, and like spaceships. They, everyone, uh, they basically spaceships aliens. Really tall people. Basically like, aliens. Yeah, yeah. Aliens. aliens. A lot happened. of evidence towards be, uh, aliens of, of there aliens. being aliens. Aliens. Yeah. Aliens. Yeah. It's aliens. Com- I mean everything's game over, man. Game over. Like that. I mean, everything's like completely unexplained. No one knows why any of this shit happened, but it was all really scary shit, and everyone pretty much it it all points to aliens, basically. Aliens. Okay, you should have just, you know, fucked up your hair, made your hair all messy, and be like aliens. aliens. Yeah, and that's it. That guy. <laughs> Yeah. Alright, so the first one um, was a taco. First was a taco. This one, one is... One is... Okay. I yeah. like these silly ones. Wait, what was the first one again? I forgot, but it was a taco. <laughs> <laughs> the ship, bro. The ship. Oh, oh yeah, the, the ship. ship. That was yeah. a fucking taco. That was a good That's one. a taco. Yeah. Alright, so this is the end of this one. What's next? Now we got... Serial killer of the day. The serial killer of the day. Oh, snap. Um... So, the Serial Killers wiki page is really short, so I'm just going to read it. Serial Killers. Wiki. Wiki Wikis. page. Because that, that's, that's where I get my info. It's Serial Killers wikis. <laughs> Her name is Lizzie... <laughs> McGuire? Lizzie Borden? Come on, where's the page with her info on it? Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> You're so fucking asshole. I didn't like that show, but fuck, I've had a crush on Hillary Duff. You liar! You love that show! No, I didn't. You love that show! No, I didn't. You love that show! I didn't care for that show at all. I didn't... You love that show. Was that a Nickelodeon you show? You even liked her no. song that she released. Yeah, I loved her. Mm. Is that a Disney show? Yeah, it was a Disney show. What's the difference between Nickelodeon and Disney? Disney, I think, was, um, was way more wholesome. Like, Nickelodeon was, was willing to do crude humor, like farts and shit like that. Like, more cruder humor. Whereas Disney was completely family-friendly. There was nothing edgy about this. I Carly, which was that? That's Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Okay. I just know that one of the chicks from that show, like, I never really watched the show, but I read an article and one of those chicks from that show became, like, a big hoe. The blonde one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I love how Maria is like sitting there trying to act I- ignorant throughout the entire thing, but I know she watched it. So yeah, she's just like, she 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 knows that she is a hoe. She a hoe. She watched that show religiously. So I did not watch that show really. I didn't even have cable most of the time. I Carly, which was the the blonde one, was the one that like meet all the time, right? I've never seen the show, so I wouldn't know exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh wait, wait, wait! I actually saw two episodes of that she show. She became a hoe. The blonde when one. she became a hoe? The blonde one became a hoe. Everyone's a hoe in that industry. Okay. No, but wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I remember I remember the iCarly, right? There's one named iCarly there, right? Carly, I think. Yeah, there's okay, one called I, Carly, not just iCarly. Okay, iCarly, iCarly's brother. The older brother? Yeah, that guy was funny. Under, the one that was an artist. Oh, yeah, you did tell me you watched it. I watched, like, two episodes. That guy was funny. Okay. He, he was <laughs> the same guy that was on... 
I forget what show he was on. He was in some other stuff. Circular the day. Serial serial days. Serious killers of the days. Who's Lizzie? Who Lizzie? What's her last name? All right, the serial killer of the days. Wait, who? McGuire. The serial killer of the days called Lizzie Halliday. Not Halliday. Halliday. Damn. Lizzie Halliday, born in 1959, was an Irish American serial killer responsible for deaths of four people in upstate New York during the 1990s. In 1994, she became the first woman to be sentenced to be executed in the electric chair. But her sentence was commuted, and she spent the rest of her life in a mental institution. She killed a nurse while institutionalized. Wow. And there was a speculation that she may have killed at least two more people, her husband's from previous marriages. In 1979, she married a Pennsylvanian man called Charles Hopkins. They are said to have had one son who ended up institu- institutionalized. In 1881, Hopkins died, and she married a, an, a pensioner named Armidas Brew. But a what? A pensioner? Hopkins died, and she married. She married Ar- Armidas Brewer, but he died less than a year later. Hmm, hmm weird. She's like a Black Widow type situation. So she's, she's like killing, killing all her, her husbands. Yeah, yeah. She she then married Hiram Parkinson. Well, who left her within within their first year of marriage. She went to, on to marry George Smith, a war veteran who had s- served with with Brewer. She supposedly made a failed attempt to kill Smith by putting arsenic. Arsenic, arsenic. In, arsenic in his tea and then ran off to Bellows Falls, Vermont, stealing many items from Smith's home. She married Vermont's resident Charles Play Steele, but vanished two weeks later. In the winter of, ni- of, ni- of 1888, Lizzie resurfaced in Philadelphia when she turned up at... Wait, 18... Like, I thought you said it was like 1996. You said it was 1990-something, yeah. I meant to say 1879. Or 18... 18 <laughs> 1896? I meant to say 18-something. Oh, I guess when she said saloon, I guess we could have fished it for <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but uh, I could have sworn she said, she like, said 1896. The McQuillians or some shit. Going by the name of Maggie Hopkins. Oh, she changed her name. She set up a shop. Uh, she set up a shop, but was later convicted by of burning it down for the insurance money. That fascinated her so much. Oh, she changed her name. <laughs> the most interesting thing about it is that she case, changed her fucking name. Ooh, she became Maggie. And she went from Lizzie to Maggie. And was sentenced to two years in Philadelphia Eastern State Penitentiary. In 1889, now going by the name Lizzie Brown, she became the housekeeper of Paul Halliday, a twice-widowed 70-year-old farmer living in Burlingham in Sylvan County in New York with his sons. They married in 1890, and things were bad almost from the start, with the elder Halliday telling telling once Lizzie was prone to, to spells of insanity that would then go away. Within the next two years, the Halliday house and barn both burned down. Lizzie was suspected of setting the fires. At some point, she stole a team of horses and had a neighbor help her drive them to Newburgh, New York, where she sold them. She was uh, acquitted of the crime on the grounds of insanity. Here's about the murders. In May 1893, the Holiday Mill residents burned down, killing John Holiday, Paul's mentally handicapped son. Lizzie was again suspected of setting the fire since she was known to have disliked John. She was arrested and sent to an asylum, transferred to another, but then declared cured and released. 
What? I know. Returning home to Paul Holiday. Fucking 1800s. Paul Holiday disappeared in August of the of that year. No surprise. Lizzie claimed he had gone to the nearby town to do some missionary work. Following the neighbor's suspicions that something was not right about Lizzie's story, a search warrant was obtained on September 4th, and the bodies of two women were found buried in a hay buried in hay in a barn. Both had been shot. The women were later identified as Margaret and Sarah McQuillan. New York residents who were part of the family Lizzie and had stayed with in Philadelphia. Little could be ascertained from Lizzie as, when questioned, she behaved in an erratic manner, tearing at her clothes and talking incoherently. She was kept in custody and some thought she was merely faking insanity. A few days after the McQuillians, McQuillians were found, Paul Halliday's mutilated body was discovered under the floorboards of his house. He had also been shot. Lizzie was charged with the murders and held for trial at the Sylvian County Jail in Mont- New York. During her first few months there, she re- refused to eat, attacked the sheriff's wife, set fire to her own bed, tried to hang herself, and cut her own throat with broken glass about which God she said, damn. I thought I would cut myself to see if I could bleed. Her jailers were forced to chain her to the floor during her remaining months she there. she listen to hurt or something like that? Yeah, probably. <laughs> she ended up spending the remaining of her days in the in, insane asylum after that. Well, she where she ended up stabbing and killing a nurse. Yeah, she needed to stay there because she's fucking crazy. Yep. Like batshit's insane. So yeah. Any batshit crazy. Any but yeah, the reason I brought up this uh, serial killer of the day is because it was in New York. But we should not forget that the Long Island serial killer is still at large. So. Whoa. Ooh, we're going to New York this weekend. There's still a serial killer at large there. All right. <laughs> You know what? This had me thinking. You know what? We should like do some research and see if we could find out if there's any any news or any updates on. You remember that guy, the Canadian dude who just cut another guy's head off on a bus? <laughs> yeah. I remember oh that, my yeah. god! Yeah, I forgot about that. Well, apparently, remember he was like re- rehabilitated. And he was gonna be let out. Oh yeah! Did he kill anyone? I want to do a follow up on that. I want to see. I don't, know, I don't remember his name. So. Well, we'll do it like next episode. Paco, bring that up. And it's like, we'll bring it up. Like, I wonder what the fuck, like, what's happened with that. Because apparently, I think we talked about it, like, three years ago. Yeah. And he was about to... He was about to be let out slowly, right? So I want to do... I want to see what's going on with that. The Black Man in Black. Black Man in Black? That cannot be the title. That's the title. That is the title. No. Anything and everything we talked about, you can find at droploss.com. You can follow us on the Twitter at droploss.pc and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash droploss.podcast or by searching Droploss Productions on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram and go subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash droploss.p. That's droploss and another p. And there we keep having these Tokyo vlog videos going up. And in the future, we're going to have more videos, not just vlogs, not just travel vlogs going up. So make sure you keep an eye on the YouTube uh, channel and also go to droploads.poppy.com and go over to the right side and I forget what you gotta click but somewhere there click on something and go get (laughs) get yourself a copy of the Don Francisco Promise Historia where uh, for just a dollar and fifty cents you can buy yourself probably the best just a dollar and fifty cents yeah probably the best episode we've ever done I think yeah one of them it's probably it's probably For my sure. favorite. Like I I, I don't think I've laughed that hard in a long time That's in this podcast. Really, well, I mean I just I just laughed at 
Paco's mom making a joke about herself, but it doesn't come near. Yeah, not even to, close. <laughs> to so SPJ's check that out. Place. And actually, you know, you go you go to the pop bean, you go to the right side, and you search for bonus. Click on bonus, yeah. and we'll have the show will come up right then and there. Check it out. All right. Also, um, please check out the BS Podcast Network. It's a cool networker podcast started up by the dudes at Pure BS Podcast. Uh, you can find that at bspodcastnetwork.com. And uh, also, please don't forget to check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash bspodcastnetwork. Donate a few shekels here and there that really help us out as well as the network. Uh, we're on three internet radio stations. The first one is the Mixed Talk. You can find that at themixx.fm. We're played at Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Eastern. We're also in the Revere Radio, R E V E. R-E-Radio-Network.com. We're played at Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern. And lastly, we're on Cornucopia Radio. C-O-R-N-U-C-O-P-I-A hyphen radio. That's C-O the U-K. Played randomly once throughout the week. So hopefully you just happen to tune in you listen to us. I did finally get us on the Google Play Music, um, music app. I don't know why I didn't do it before. I didn't even know they had their own podcast database. So now I it's didn't on even there. know. Either. Yeah, me neither. But they do. They do. So if you guys have that Google... Um, then you can find us on their database now. They approved us a few days ago, so there you go. Uh, please check out the YouTube channel. You will be seeing more videos coming up soon. The vlogs are already fucking great as it is, but expect more cool content later on, so just hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss out at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and also, don't forget the Don Francisco Promises story. It is one of our best episodes we've ever done. Our best episode. And it's 100% because John is a fucking mastermind in that episode. He's so good in it. So only a dollar fitty. Check it out on um, on Podbean. Dropping Swamp fitty, man. And if you like owning spooky-related things, I have an Etsy shop at etsy.com slash shops slash ghouling around. I also have an Instagram and we'll have a Facebook soon. I believe if you just Google ghouling around, the Etsy shop is the first thing that pop up. I have an eraser sure? head baby there that you can buy little plush necklaces that are of Universal Monsters and maybe other things you might like. So check me out. Until next time. We love dropping loads. In black, remember that just in case we have a face to face and make contact. The title held by me, MIB, means what you think you saw, you did not see. So don't play B, what was dead is now going black suit with the black ray bands on. Walk a shadow, move the silence, guard against extraterrestrial. We should get like a clip from like a porno and actually use it for the end. Damn. Is there like a porn actor that's known for like coming really loudly and not like saying things but the actual cum is like loud like splurging but there's it is the first one that comes up on Google told you um yeah there's the guy that every time he comes he says dropping loads no yeah, no I said man. a porn actor that comes really loudly but isn't saying things oh like, all the of them actual, all of them the actual cum is like oh the sound the of it the sound of it coming out of the penis is loud no. no. What are they gonna be? Like X Men? Like a fucking mule? He doesn't make noise. He doesn't even go like. Do. Yeah, that's women. Guys don't. Yeah, maybe I figured maybe there's women don't come. They just pee. Well, they do pee. Pee pee. One, two, three, or two, the four. Snoop Dogg. Why are you always saying that? Does Pick a he always song. sing that? I've never heard him fucking sing that before. Uh, Usually fucking singing Hot Boys. I sang this song many times on the pod. One, two, 
three and two. The four Not Snoop nearly. Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre said that the ready to make a move such as back on no. dude. Huh? It's not nearly as not it's not nearly as much as Cash Money Millionaires. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. What are you thinking about Baller Blocking? Yeah, that's the song you sing every day, all day. All we do is get a grind on. Okay. Why you blocking us? Ball- yeah. Why did you? Why? Baller blocking us. Your niggas keep trying, ain't no Whoa. stopping us. Why did he start with this? It was gonna come out at some point. You know, he pretty much sings it every single. It mainly, it mainly comes up when John's around. Yeah, no, but it comes up even without John sometimes too. It's like the hello most... everybody, we're gonna drop a load. It's like always oh, a Milky Way. Can you do that again? Because I was talking. Hello about everybody, we're gonna drop a load. It's like always oh, a. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> Looking for a podcast to listen to. Look up Geek Dick Pod. They've got comics, movies, music, video games, tech, or whatever your geeky little heart desires. Look them up at geekdigpod.com, on Instagram or Twitter at geekdigpod, on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, The Satchel Player, or Player FM. The Geek Dig Podcast is part of the Tangent Bound, BS Podcast Network, and the We Be Geeks Network. <laughs>